That was Taxman by The Beatles. This is Rafa speaking, your host for the night. And with me in the studio, Anastasia. Hello. Helena. Hi. Our guest of the day. And on the tech, Katinka. Hello. And Sashid creeping behind her. What's up? Oh, that was very creepy. So <laughs> this is SRM On Air, another show of, uh, of from our fine, fine group. Today we're going to be talking about bureaucracy. What is it? How? How to spell it. How to spell it, it's a terrible word, of all things. Um, I, I wrote it over like 40 times within an hour preparing for the show, and every time I wrote it wrong. So I don't know who came up with the word, probably some bureaucrat. because some they are Frenchman. Maybe, was it? It sounds French. Oh, it does sound French, huh? So Anastasia, like bureaucracy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What, what about it? I mean, we, we function. All, we, we all function within all a society that within, requires certain yeah. like bureaucracy, right? Definitely. But like it has good and bad sides. Certainly. So there is ways in which like bureaucratic process can be helpful and whatnot. Like we have Helena here with us. Hi, Helena. Hi. <laughs> um, you are sadly on the bad receiving end of the bureaucratic process. Indeed, indeed. That, that's when things go bad because sometimes like you know we, we can talk we, we will talk like during the show about times where um, because first of all like what is bureaucracy right except for being a terrible word um, it is also it's basically uh, well a form of government administration managed by departments staffed with non-elected officials that's like an excerpt from the description of it right so for me what, when I wrote it when, when I read it what's important is that they are non-elected people right yeah so that's the first maybe if we divide it into problems and pros and cons the first problem is the fact that we are dealing with people who were 
well vetted in some way, but they are not representing us, right? As opposed mm-hmm. to the chosen government. Definitely. Um, people are working their jobs, but mm. their jobs aren't necessarily to benefit the population at large. It's mm. to push papers. Exactly. So that's where we often find problems because when a constituency is offered the opportunity to elect representat- representatives, there's a level of like negotiation where a constituency offers their consent to be represented. Mm-hmm. But here, someone's just hired to do a job in the municipality. So there's that level of consent that's the very typi- much missing. Typical nine to five. Typical as well. nine to five. Like just do your yeah. thing. Oh, if I don't push this paper for this family, then it doesn't matter. I'm here tomorrow. And yeah. yeah. Like, it's like working in a factory, right? But then behind a desk. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a meeting with Hemente. We did. Um, when was it? Yesterday, yesterday, I believe. Right. A fantastic meeting, by the way. But like what... Um, I think what confused all of us was the amount of people that were working there, right? Because they mentioned that there's like one and a half thousand people working in Hemente building. It's a big job. It's, it is a big job. And I'm not trying to say that like yeah. they don't need those people, but like just to see how many. Thank you, Sashit. You are always, always very, very supportive. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, um, when it comes to like all, all these processes and whatnot, like Helena, like, would you like to briefly say like what happened to you in the first place? Why are you here? Um, Okay, so well, well we basically, um, well, for those of you d- who don't know, uh, I have a small business here in Maastricht, an ice cream shop in mm. the Kustrat, and uh, basically we have been operating for four, four and a half years, almost five, and uh, this year, after yeah, all these years of uh, of activity. We received notice from the Gemeente that we have to close because of, uh, let's say, permit uh, issues. And uh, while the whole situation is just very uh, confusing and very complicated because, exactly. of, because of bureaucracy, because there's not a direct solution from the government, a person that would come to solve the problem with me, the business owner, directly. Mm-hmm. But we have to go through all this all this paperwork that in the end is just causing a massive confusion mm-hmm. and, and stress. Yeah, indeed. Because that's the, yeah, sorry, Anastasia for interrupting you. No, you're well, fine. <laughs> interrupting your, um, your beginning of speaking. But, uh, what I want to say is that it's the same for you, right? Because yeah. for Helen is about the store and you are here with us because of the university. Yeah, because right? I'm having problem like course registration. Mm. And right now what I'm seeing is that there's n- no, nobody wants to give me any answers, um, and nobody is giving me a way to like get a successful answer. Because ideally, the answer I want is yes, you are registered for this class, and you will receive the credits and graduate this year. Mm-hmm. But nobody is telling me anything because they're all trying to figure out on their own what's going on. And I feel like that's the same for your situation in terms of your permits, because there's so many people working these jobs. Mm. There's no one person s- saying. You are assigned to all of the ice cream shops yeah. in Maastricht. Instead, there's who knows how many people over the course of um, the five years that your business had been open, yeah, exactly. monitoring the status of your paperwork. It's just up in the open. Um, and of course, there's files. Maybe they're mismarked, mislabeled. Maybe they're lost. Maybe someone can't find something. So that's where you see all of this confusion all the time because it is such a large thing. Like these people are managing all of the do- documents and paperwork for everybody in the city. And if you think how big Maastricht is compared to like Amsterdam, like Maastricht's a small city, but there's already so many people working on this stuff. One and a half thousand. One yeah. and a half thousand employees. For 150,000 yeah. people. So that's one yeah. person per thousand people essentially. Yeah. So like 
city bureaucracy is difficult to say the least. Mm. Um, and any kind of bureaucracy offers, well, a good bureaucracy would offer simple solutions and a clear pathway to get answers, but most often they don't because they're just as disorganized businesses as anything else. No, I, I agree with you. You could see that like I was involved in yeah, certain organizing certain events like in the past six, seven years. And I could see the other aspect of it, not from the store perspective, not from the university, but like as an event organizer as well. The amount of permits you need to go through, like the biggest problem we've had. And even after I stopped doing it and my, well, the team that came after us, like asked me for help with filling the documents. Um, the biggest confusion for them was the fact that the, a lot of paperwork had like irrelevant questions. Like for example, we are filling an event, uh, application for like either a small festival or what none of the questions among everything like what kind of stoves do you have electricity what not toilets security blah one of the questions is are you related to one of the biker gangs of netherlands (laughs) and it's like no (laughs) i mean or like are you a criminal enterprise or something like that you know there are like those three specific questions like among all of those you know like they're you can see that the forms are not always uh, fully suited for like what they are meant to be, you know? So bureaucracy can work, but if it's not efficient, like it really messes everything up, right? Mm. I think we will be jumping to a song. Katinka is pointing out at I'm me. I'm waving at you, yes. Waving at me, amazing. So let's go towards the music. <laughs> There are people in town, man, crazy people in town, eating bread and butter and honey and drinking black coffee cola. They believe we are wild, man, they believe we are wild, just because we don't use any money and we drink no coffee cola. Coffee cola. 
was the Coffee Cola song by Francis Bebay. Um, so in the break, we were listening to the song, but we were also trying to determine our previous experiences, like within the studio, where those experiences has, have been within the context of bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. So Helena's situation is related to her business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Rafa's problem is what? Uh, well, cultural everything. one. Cultural. Everything is Ev- a problem Everything's for me. a problem for Rafa. I cannot hear myself, though. I don't know. I can yeah. hear you. Oh. I can hear you I as can well. hear you. Oh. Um, and my problem is the university. Uh, Katika's problems. Yeah. Also, basically, every, everything. Also basically I, I'm everything. from Maastricht, right? So I've been here for 28 years now. I've been on my own for over 10 years. So, And also started my own business, studied yeah. at Zuid. So, But housing thing. Central <laughs> to all of our problems regarding the discipline from which they or- originate. Mm-hmm. Is anger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we were frustration. Anger. I think it's more frustration. Frustration. Yeah. Um, Uncertainty. Well, that's, yeah. that's where Uncertainty. That's, that's, that's what, causes what happens. This. What do we do? Because largely the fate of all of these problems that we have, we have no control over what happens to them. Mm. Right? I have no control over um, if I can convince the right people to let me graduate. Helena can't convince the Gemente to like give her a permit or even mm. explain what's going on. So there's a lot of uncertainty and that's terrifying, especially when you're living in a city and like mm. these things are your source of income, um, your ability to be here legally on a visa. Like these things are so relevant <clears throat> and it's so difficult having people who can determine your fate just mis- misplace the paper mm-hmm. and that's so terrifying oh don't make me start on that. i mean okay uh, maybe i'll start at, on that yeah are we going are we going there <laughs> yeah i mean it's just a short blurb story Let's but like hear. what happened like basically not many people might know but like when original mandrill and osakop got shut down um we were there you know like i was there i was living there but like how the whole process happened was a bit ridiculous because um we had a fire in the house you know yeah. so after that the hemente Long story short, it happened like in March, I believe, February, March. And after that, Hemente offered us to, uh, after checking the house, they offered us to fix the electricity and whatnot. They were like, okay, it's going to cost like 45,000 euros maybe. Um, but initially, like we are pro fixing your fuse box, electricity and whatnot. And that was it, which we've heard from them in March. And the uh, great fixation or whatever should, was supposed to happen in September, right? So for the, for the whole time we were living like with, uh, well, most of the electricity, uh, without the electricity in the first place. And then once the September came, the date of the supposed appointment where they were like, when the Hementa appointed a person to fix the electricity, they did come, but they actually cut the main power grid off and they shut us down. Because what happened is that a person that started the whole process who realized that it's too expensive, has sent the letter to people to confirm that we are getting shut down, but forgot to send it to us and then went on two months holiday. Wow. So we were in our process thinking, you know, and then when it came to something to happen, the accident, only because of a human error, essentially, you know? Yeah. So that's the, I think that's like the biggest issue with the bureaucracy at this point, yeah, like I the possibility of human... human Yeah, the human error, there's such a difference between how important that is for you, because for you it's it's a difference between living in, living in a house and living in the streets at that mm-hmm. point. But for this person, it's just one of the tasks, one of the letters that I have to send and, and oh, I forgot, whatever, I'm going on holiday, but we'll fix it when I come back, right? It's not even that important. Are there any repercussions if, like, if, for example... Uh a bureaucrat, a person from Hemente, let's say, like, messes something up. Can't they be... Well, I'm sure, know, like, there, I'm sure if, if someone like us makes enough 
of a problem within mm. some consequences will be happening but i think largely the problem is that there's so many points with which these documents are given through like people have to stamp them people have to staple them put them in a in a cubby in a mailbox mm. there's so many different places with which these documents switch hands mm. and i, I think the difficulty is finding someone who's like made the mistake yeah um and at that point it becomes a big enough problem where the municipality is put in a position to say of course we didn't do anything wrong yeah. And, and that's and then, what they and don't And then when do. you actually challenge yeah. it, you're not challenging the person, you're challenging the whole institution, right? Exactly. Which is also a bit intimidating. Exactly. That's the same with Katinka, yes? No, I was just going to say oh, one. You're just, oh, you're just... Yeah, but are also, you I think that, that this... Because um, I, I would say I wouldn't count on it, anybody... Because yeah. nobody gets that much responsibility. And also, if it is a fuzz, like, if, like we had with the child support issue a while ago, it's going to be in the news for a few weeks and then at some point we're just going to stop talking about it uh, politics stop talking about it and it just disappears and institutions still there huh? yeah. but the people are still in debt mm. I think we'll be jumping to a song soon enough and after that we are going to jump to you Helena because you have a very interesting story to a say very relevant story very yeah. relevant story which actually hit you hardest from all of us sitting here in the studio I believe yeah definitely so Pobres impérios 
Hello, hello again. That was Mundo Cao, The Cruel World, by Grupo Controle Digital, I believe. Or digital. Yes, digital. Digital. <laughs> a Portuguese song, I believe. Yeah, Brazilian from uh, from the 80s. So a cruel world, huh? Yeah, so cruel, cruel world. Tell, tell us about it, Helena, because you were our main guest, main topic of the of the show. So tell us about your struggle with bureaucracy. What happened to the Candiero? Yeah, so um, basically our, well, I'm going to tell you our story a little bit short. Um, basically, we opened in 2015 as a takeaway uh, ice cream shop. And well, thankfully, well, we asked for a permit for a takeaway shop at the time. And uh, well, we opened our business, everything was going great. So in uh, 2018, we decided to expand. So we asked uh, for a permit to expand uh, the shop because we rented the shop next to the shop, the original ice cream shop and uh, we wanted to expand and have some seating space uh, inside. And uh, there is where the confusion started basically because uh, the responses were very uh, incomplete. It was always a yes or a no, but without really understanding what was uh, allowed and what was not allowed, because basically the issue was that we wanted to break a wall between the two shops and we wanted to have seating space. So two, mm -hmm. let's say, issues that had to be approved. And uh, in the end, basically, they did not approved, uh, approve uh, the seating space. So we never ended up having any seating space inside at any point. Uh, so we did not really achieve the expansion that, that we wanted. We just ended up having an appendix uh, space that we used more as a storage. Um, but basically, yeah, um, after, after a very confusing back and forth uh, with the Jimente, they got to the conclusion after two years of our request. So we requested in 2018 mm -hmm. to expand. In 2020, they respond saying, no, and you have to shut down your store right now or we will fine you for every month that you stay open. So basically, I had to shut down my activity immediately without even being able to... To respond. Uh, to give a last notice uh, to, to anyone, even to my customers, you know, all the people that were working at the shop are now unemployed. And uh, basically, it's all because of very unclear rules and in inefficient communication uh, from the part of the Jimente because we don't even understa understand why every single time we had to provide them with the documentation that they should have, they should have a file about the business that they're talking to. Instead, we always had to provide them with every single proof, the permit again and again and mm -hmm. again, and talking to several different people, it became a huge confusion that we are not able to, to get out of. But you... Basically. But from what, what what I understood as well, it was the one of the big problems was that you first had the permit for the store, then you applied for the expansion, right? Yes. And then after applying for uh, well ability to demolish the wall, it's not that the old permit was transferred to the new place. The old the new place without permit pretty much cancelled the existing permit. Right? Yeah, exactly. Which is ridiculous because our permit was already approved from the Khmeinte in 2015. Mm. So it would be ridiculous that just because we want to add to our store, we will lose our permit to, to sell mm -hmm. food where we are, you know? So we just wanted to, uh, let's say, expand our permit. Instead, it was more limited. So 
instead of having so instead of having an extra space you're now not allowed to sell ice cream anymore yeah and the wall is still there everything's still there uh, the wall is not there uh, because that was something that they had approved they had approved uh, okay. the breaking of the wall but hmm. then they disapproved the existence of the ice cream shop which was already there so basically let's say like this they saw it as uh, when we were breaking the wall they saw it as expanding the shop next door into our ice cream shop instead of seeing the ice cream shop expanding, expanding. into the empty store mm -hmm. that was next door. So this is a really stupid and, well, clear example why bureaucracy is stupid yeah. because like it's the whole point of how to phrase uh, the, the request, let's say. It's like we are a company trying to expand into the empty store, not the empty store expanding into <laughs> us, obviously. So... No, sorry yeah, for laughing, but like that is ridiculous. And uh, that on another level, we never had a real like face-to-face -face, uh, appointment with uh, anyone from the Gemeente until this year. So they were talking to us about an issue that they don't even know about. They mm -hmm. uh, On some emails, they didn't even get our address right. So they didn't even know... How can they not get your address yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So they don't even know who they're talking to, really. And they still say things and oh. uh, let's say say sentences like uh, yeah as i said i was mm -hmm. threatened to be fined for every month that i would still continue my to question be open. then um because before the initial issue popped up and well ever like between the issue popping up so you're being notified by Hemente, how long how much time did you were you given to well to shut down the business until they would find you was it like immediate like yeah, yeah. You have a week or yeah i had no uh, immediate basically because uh, with no consideration for like the costs, the running costs, yeah, for anything exactly, as well. Exactly. That's not. You were punished over semantics. Yeah. And semantics, nobody bothered to even try to figure out why yeah. they were wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's nasty. It's bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really no, bad. It it's also yeah. playing with somebody's life, right? Because this exactly. is your life. There's people Multiple that are being lives. employed there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, exactly. You're expanding a business, so I I can imagine that you already spent some money on growing your business yeah our investment is completely lost uh my uh, employees are out of a job i'm out yeah. of a job uh we still have contracts uh for the let's say the walls the store itself we still have contracts for electricity or let's say the picking up of the trash and everything we still have to pay all these bills but we are not allowed to operate so how uh, am i supposed to uh, have an income to pay for these bills, for example, you know, yeah, that's, it's that's not they shouldn't they shouldn't be able to find you without a notice at least like, yeah. because you need that time to stop the whole machine as well. That's yeah. not that the car just stops immediately when you're yeah. speeding up. huh? No, yeah. I feel for you, Helena, you know that like I was there from the very beginning inception of your show. Um, hopefully you can work this out because are you is it 100% sure the it's done? Yeah, it's still gonna be well, challenging at this point. Uh, well, our our main uh, issue is that we are already in a financial. We won't be able to really uh, continue. continue after this obstacle. You understand? So, mm. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the shop, the Gelateria Candiero, is, is over. But um, yeah, at least we would want to make sure that this uh, situation changes. You know that there is not this disconnect between the the bureaucracy side and, and the actual and entrepreneurs of the city. Yeah. Mm. Well, let's hope for that. And speaking of bureaucrats, the song is Mr. Bureaucrat by the person I've lost the name of. I'm so sorry. 
my office there's a nice wee desk and a swivel chair and all And all my framed diplomas and degrees are on the wall All day long I move my papers from the entry to the out That's what being a bureaucrat's about And outside my door my secretary hammers on her keys From nine to five she's paid to keep the world away from me she knows to make the minions wait and keep the peasants out Cause that's what being a bureaucrat's about When there's papers to be shuffled and there's memos to be done And you need someone to sit around with his finger up his bum I'm the man you're looking for, I'm a bureaucrat And I can crack my bureaus way the best There are steering groups and user groups and committees of all types And tentative investigatory meetings and the likes Where we ponder things and discuss things and pass the biscuits round Cos that's what being a bureaucrat's about And when the chairman starts a meeting then we inwardly rejoice Cos there's nothing we like better than the sound of our own voice we talk of this and we talk of that as we pour the coffees out That's what being a bureaucrat's about When there's paper to be shuffled, well there's memos to be done Or you need someone to sit around with his finger up his bum I'm the man you're looking for, I'm a bureaucrat And I can crack my bureau's way the best I see procrastination as my most important tool But I'll save that till tomorrow, I don't use it as a rule I've no time for work, I've got to write all next week's meetings out Cos that's what being a bureaucrat's about Procedures must be followed, I's dotted and T's crossed Well if things ain't done in triplicate, surely everything is lost and I know there's people waiting for me to get things done But I'm too busy sitting here with my finger up my bum And to remove it first you have to form a digit placement forum And figure out how, when and where the budget's coming from Because digitary extraction does not occur for free and the man who holds the purse strings is a bureaucrat like me So ensuring there is never a chance of my finger being pulled out That's what being a bureaucrat's about So when there's paper to be shuffled, or there's memos to be done Or you need someone to sit around with his finger up his bum I'm the man you're looking for, I'm a bureaucrat And I can crack my bureau's way the best With a finger up my butt Yep, that's the bureaucrat song by Mr. Dave Gibb So, we have been talking about the consequences which have been done to uh, the Candero 
um, and what that means for you guys as business owners, but also people who have an income from this business. And now I've lost that. And that's that's a big problem. Yeah, definitely. That's a big problem. As I said before, we are bound by so many uh, contracts still and uh, all all the investment we have done is lost. And well, financially for us, uh, this is really difficult, let's say, to uh, to survive. But Understandably, you sh- but yeah. But you surely are, would be, should be eligible for like some sort of compensation, right? Because again, you cannot just like stop everything in its tracks as a hemente and then considering the mistake like from the looks of it was just purely on their side, right? Yeah, exactly. Like for me, how I see it, there's really uh, two options of uh, what went wrong with our uh, permit situation. And in both cases, uh, they are wrong. wrong. One Mm -hmm. could be a human error, like we were talking about earlier. uh, And one is just uh, cause uh, from the overcomplication of the bureaucracy. So in both cases, I feel like us closing is definitely a consequence of uh, the whole uh, gemeente thing. So yeah, and I th- I think also that you should get compensation doesn't mean that you can get it because that yeah. is a whole different process where you run into the same problems exactly. because they're just going to yeah. yeah they're going to tick boxes and if the, if you're not ticking one because your situation is probably unique because all these situations are always unique then it's just like yeah you're not going to get it yeah but yeah we'll see about that and that's also the difficulty that I've found in a lot of like problems facing bureaucracy is that every person's situation is going to be unique to themselves. But the way bureaucracy functions is that it takes for a given that there's always going to be a standard at which things are going to come and there's a standard at which the like the bureaucratic system addresses these problems. Mm-hmm. So like for me, there's um, myself and five other students who have the same situation. Even though it's not exceptional because there are six other students who have had the same situation happen, it's still, quote, making an exception to mm. aid us in our problem, yeah. To ask bureaucracy to help us, it's 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 an, an exception. Bureaucracy doesn't adapt really no, well, it does it? Right. When yeah. it functions well, it functions well because there there's no problems to be had. But once there is a situation in which something doesn't go right, even if it's the most minimal thing, we've seen that these things compound and um, exacerbate themselves to the point where it's 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 just consequences for everyone involved. Yeah. I'd like to add something. Hi, I'm Sachit. Um, I was sitting behind the tech for a while, but and what Anastasia said reminded me of my experiences with um, setting up well small, not businesses, but small organizations to sustain themselves beyond a year. So in other words, mm-hmm. to sustain itself. And what I've noticed is that um, rigidity is kind of uh, a necessary result, not a necessary, but, but a common result of trying to ensure of organizations and processes. And what results is uh, exactly what Anastasia just described, which is that you have a rigid process and you, of course, have because life is not rigid. Life doesn't fall under, you know, logical brackets. You have cases that fall all around it, like, you know, badly spilled coffee. Mm. And uh, I think the only real solution from an organizational side is to have people in the organization who understand the understand what it does on an intuitive level and are willing to, you know, jump around the borders to help people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about everybody else on this table, but my best, ex- uh, my the, my most positive experiences with bureaucratic systems have been with people, not not with systems, with people who are willing to do what is required, that's regardless true. of how the systems work. Mm-hmm. In, uh, and I think what that means is that there's really no perfect system. There is on there are only good people. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that's with everything, right? Good bad apple spoils the 
basket that's what they say Something I think like this is the case of having bad baskets with one or two good apples <laughs> oh yeah maybe 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 that could be the case because now we are talking about all those um, human errors and whatnot or like human compassion as well um, but then when you think of it like what would be the future of it too when you have bureaucracy and bureaucrats are replaced by Robots, robots like China right now, right? The universe. What is it called? The so where um, we were talking about the the social credits. The social credit, yeah. Um, that the Chinese government is installing, which is an automate an automated system um to monitor pretty much citizen action. Um, so like people will be given Rated. scores, mm. um, on if if they're a good enough person and if they do something bad um, their score will be lowered and that has like real world consequence in terms of like them traveling or like accessing documents um, so it's this hyper uh, hyper aware and controlling system that is devoid of all human empathy and compassion and, yeah. yeah but it's also a bit what's happening in, in our bureaucracy yeah. too much bureaucracy yeah. <laughs> to be fair yeah, sure feels like that yeah because there's no there's no room for compassion because there's rules this is the procedures and this is how it has to go yeah and that's, that's just the standard and then if I'm if I'm an employee in the municipality and I say this problem could be solved if I showed an exception yeah. if I showed compassion outside of my my strict duties with which I am paid to do um, not only am I um, placing my job in harm's way like that's my own income as an employee even if it benefits someone else yeah mm -hmm. like it's that it's it's so difficult it's so so we are gonna switch to the song it is difficult the song is prodigy out of space
Reminded me of uh, no 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 it's out of no? space by the prodigy out of space oh, by God. the prodigy we got it it's yes, okay yes we got it we got it we got so it. we were chatting about um, the social credit system yeah uh, and kind of what that means in a smaller sense for us right now um, we were talking about in the context of like a lack of human compassion um, a lack of empathy and how those manifest themselves in the most damaging and negative way as in the social credit system in China. Um, and we were thinking of, we were trying to posit, like, what would be alternatives to the bureaucratic system that is clearly not serving us to its fullest ability, right? Clearly something's missing. Clearly something has gone wrong. Mm-hmm. We are stuck in a system that demands stability and structure, yes. but it's not serving us. How do we get out of that? Um, and what are some alternatives? Well, I think the biggest problem right now is the efficiency, right? And yeah. when you're talking about it, it's like, okay, humans are not necessarily the most efficient creatures when it comes to working. Um, but we're messy. We're bad we, at we it. We are messy. We have bad days sometimes. But we're also not you know. made for an eight-hour workday. Th- that's true. That That's another topic, you know. <laughs> we, can, we can talk like next week about uh, how we should... Actually, I think Finland introduced like four-day working weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, well, yeah, four days, that. six hours. That's yes, what yes, they did. Yes, yes, four yes, days, yes. six hours. It always has to be Finland, right? Also, with the children, right? They do it in the and the, they start with primary school, in school or something yeah. that they just have three days of school. Oh. Really? Yeah, three half a days, and that's enough. And most of the time in school, you have like one hour math, one hour whatever language. Can and I get my time back? Play outside. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But I yeah. think that that speaks to um, an ability to be flexible. Right, which mm-hmm. is what we don't have mm-hmm. um, in this bureaucratic system because it's so determined by. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, Sashid. Well, don't get distracted. Y- yes, we are don't not meant distracted. to be talking about things in the studio, but Sashid really wants to say something, don't you? Take it. I just wanted to say that that's what I said. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> that was for that. That really. was for not. Huh? Was like a wow. very subtle. I told you so. <laughs> I, th- I think he's buying us time or something. Oh goodness. Well, I've lost my train of thought. You've lost your train of thought. Uh Okay, Helena? If you want me to pick it up, well, in my opinion, what is really missing uh, from the bureaucratic uh, system, well, yeah, the human uh, Mm -hmm. factor, let's say compassion, but also, let's say, for me, if it was, if the system would be way more simple, it would work 
more efficiently. So the simplicity of the documents, of the, let's say, uh, processes that have to happen for things to happen. Uh, Should be streamlined. Yeah, exactly. That's that like that's my experience. Like for when when I was talking earlier at the beginning of the show about uh, the cultural funds and whatnot, um, I think it was like five six years ago when the Hemente kind of started going towards maybe simplifying the process for applying for the funds. So instead of going through like this arduous process of like vetting, 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 you would fill up a form and. Um, hopefully have like much more much easier and accessible thing to to handle not sure how that worked in the end like right now they're having like another incantation of it like mm -hmm. next five years of vision of Maastricht cultural vision of Maastricht can't say I've seen it being easier but no mm -hmm. I think it's always a problem when you're an exception mm -hmm. yeah that's where it comes comes down to because I also had a problem with when I started studying mm -hmm. and at the end it, it took like over a year and at the end we're like okay you were right we handled this wrong and we're very sorry but you've lost waste, wasted lost a year a huh? year of studies yeah a year and what I wanted for compensation uh, mm -hmm. maybe like you as well I wanted mm -hmm. my money back because this this it cost me a year of my life but it's also a lot of money a year of studying and yeah. they were just like well we would love to give it back to you but we cannot because computer says no and that's what I also see go why I think that 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 new thing in China is a bit it's dangerous. Terrifying. Yeah, because if you let's say you have an uncle that is misbehaving and then your children cannot go to a proper school anymore. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, and how how heavy are these points going to weigh? Like if I walk through a red light, how much damage will that be for the rest of my generations, right? It's it's very That's the trade-off of efficiency, you know. Humans are efficient and messy computer is like always like purely logical it's it has no emotions mm -hmm. but like the balance is to be honest somewhere in, somewhere in between the future yeah make simpler forms maybe use a bit of algorithm for verifying which case like has a potential which not but there should always be a person with emotions yeah what if you walk through the right light because there was a, ki a kid standing at the other side of, of the road almost getting killed by a car. I yeah. mean, how do you judge You that? have some, some vivid imagination, Katinka. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, these things happen, right? That's um, true. And that is something that I think... Um, I wouldn't say I'm against this whole bureaucracy. <laughs> Still mm -hmm. practicing it's, the it's word. It's needed to, but to it, some extent. It only works if there's just one specific situation and then every time you can put one in and three comes out and it's fine. But we as human beings just don't work that way. Especially when you're talking about entrepreneurship or organizing a festival, we're always looking for developing new things and discovering mm -hmm. new things and expanding, and and that's not a system that works with that very well, I would say. No, that's true. And a post-war, Helena? No, I think just like, yeah, a combination of yeah, bureaucracy is definitely needed, but a combination of bureaucracy and face-to-face. Uh, managing, I don't know how to say it, face-to-face -face administration would be more efficient. That's my, my opinion. Yeah, because I think part of so how unfair your situation is, is they never gave you an opportunity to speak for yourself. Yeah, They never gave you an opportunity to explain. Mm. They just saw the paperwork and saw the mistake and said, there's my decision and that's that. Yeah. And that's a shame. And we've lost great gelato. Um, you. But also, you've lost your livelihood, and that's unacceptable. Yeah. I've lost Indeed. a lifetime worth of free ice cream, which was offered to me for all the times like this. Washed. True. True story. So, like I'm, I'm also at loss here. Okay. Yeah. Like, My condolences to you, Rafa. Mm -hmm. yeah. Also, would you like to tell? Because uh, while reading your statement, you've mentioned the Kustrat crisis. 
Uh, yeah. Just as a post factum, like what 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 is this Kustrat crisis? I mean, the Kustrat crisis uh, is a whole uh, situation that happened uh, in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's more about uh, the terraces uh, and the Horeca permits that they would grant for the Kustrat. Mm -hmm. So this has affected uh, my complicated situation. But not only yours, sure. right? Because no. I keep restaurants uh, like being bought, shut down there like for like over the last three, four years, right? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know about like uh, bought or shut down, but mm. uh, I've seen uh, the hand having come with uh, tape. And if your terrace is literally three centimeters out of what it's supposed to be, which is like maybe a customer moved the table, you mm -hmm. know, you can't always go and check with the measuring tape where your terrace is standing and then or yeah. wind blows like with the, yeah. With yeah, this. exactly and with the with the Sierra storm here whatever could happen or storm Dennis it's coming on Sunday as well yeah and then yeah the business owner would receive a massive fine because yeah yeah because there are sets of rules right Yeah, exactly okay guys like our show is gonna slowly slowly come to an end um, the last thing on our topic is gonna be our cultural agenda um, as you some of you may know we are receiving some signals from our planet Uranus um, on the 14th we would like to welcome you for a double concert from fantastic performers from Conservatory of Maastricht I think both of them are uh, performers right um, with a jam session of the likes of Mandrill the concert is gonna start at 8 first concert until 9 and then from 9 to 10 after that a jam session so please join us it's a donation based event and we've put over two weeks of effort building up our spaceship thank you katinka that was perfectly timed crush of a spaceship um, very welcome as for other things i think sashit has a um, artist meetup happening right would you like to say something about it or yeah thanks ralfa well um there's an artist from the kunst academy goya van der heiden who mm -hmm. spoke to me about uh, the lack of coordination between the artistic faculties in Maastricht, which, which is something I have felt in the past as well. So we're coming together to have this um, Maastricht artist slash performer meetup tomorrow, uh, Thursday that is, at uh, the Brandweer Canteen at four o'clock. Mm -hmm. And everybody in Maastricht who is an artist is warmly wel uh, welcome there to speak to other artists, to find out about their work and to look for opportunities, opportunities for collaboration. Hmm. Maastricht is a surprisingly artistic city with lots of cool stuff happening. Let's let's meet each other and see what we can do with that. Yeah, combine Thanks, our forces. Huh? You're most welcome. I would like to thank all of you guys. Thank you, Anastasia, for being my co-host. Thank you, Helena, for your fantastic story. Thank you for having Katinka me. Katinka for your wonderful, quite, quite, quite fantastic yeah. work on tech, and thank you, Sashit, for supporting our new intern. Um, thank you to the RTV Maastricht and Code 043 as well. Um, and as for the next week, we are going to be talking with Cecile, a friend of mine. Um, the topic is going to be, well, their documentary, which deals with uh, victims of sexual violence. So Anastasia will be there with me as well, right? I will. As a co-host. Yes. So thank you, guys. The last song is Belhi Het Huye Du by MZT. However, you pronounce it perfectly, Ralph. Perfection. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'll see you next week. Bye. Have a
China. Ik wil niet naar China, dat is me te druk. Ik kan niet naar 